Hello, this is Dave Durr, and today we will be looking at Acts 4, verses 1 through 22. Please join me as I read through this section of Scripture. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priests, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. These leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers now totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of the religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in these two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, the man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, The stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and, Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing right there among them, there was nothing the council could say. So they ordered Peter and John out of the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men, they asked each other. We can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign, and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. But to keep them from spreading their, their propaganda any further, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. The council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Wow, this was absolutely an extremely interesting and challenging time in the early days of the church. And as we dig into this book of Acts, it will become pretty obvious that Jesus' death and his resurrection and ultimately ascension to heaven created an incredible concern in the established religious leadership of that day. You know, their power, their control, and social status was being challenged uh, big time by this ragtag rag uh, group of committed and passionate Jesus followers, most of whom were working class and uneducated men. Things were changing rapidly as people were positively responding to the transforming message, first being proclaimed by Jesus, but now being proclaimed by his disciples. 
and men and women were putting their trust and faith in the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, and they were being forever changed. All this set the table for the confrontation recorded here in Acts 4. And it was a confrontation between the ruling religious leaders and two of Jesus' disciples, Peter and John in this case. And as Peter John and John responded to these leaders, uh, it would be good to, uh, for us to just draw our attention to a couple of key phrases or thoughts today that we can uh, look at and uh, dissect a, a bit. The first one jumps off the page as we read it. Uh, and the line is this, this uh, verse, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. You know, some people today would say that this statement makes being a follower of Jesus exclusionary. In other words, it's not for everyone. On this I would just say uh, this is uh, not what it is saying. This verse speaks to the inclusiveness of Jesus. He is inclusive. inclusive. He is given to all men, meaning all people. His grace is extended freely to all. No matter what our background, no matter what we've done, we have access to Jesus and freedom because of his healing and saving power. You know, it's also amazing that Peter and John could stand before these educated religious leaders and in the power of the Holy Spirit, boldly speak of the saving and healing power of Jesus Christ. They were looked on as simple and uneducated fishermen from the Sea of Galilee area. And here they were standing before the most educated religious leaders of the day and silencing them. How could this happen? Only in the power of the Holy Spirit, the same spirit that lives within each follower of Jesus, including you and I, how exciting is that? It's again a reminder, really, for each of us. When God calls us to something, he gives us exactly what we need, and we respond to that calling. He gave these fishermen, his disciples, the thoughts and words to say. Be assured and make no mistake, if God is clearly calling you or calling me to do something, we can do it, just like Peter and John, in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's also good to note that this exchange with the religious leaders was taking place because of a healing performed by Peter. You know, Peter and John were simply walking past this crippled man who sat probably in the same place daily, begging for money or food. Peter and John really didn't have to conjure up a a unique or clever plan to perform a miracle so so that people would see what happened and and then decide to follow Jesus no no they they were going about their normal business of that day they were walking along the way that they probably walked uh, many times during the course of a week yet this day was different from the others as they walked they were already sensitive to what God was doing around them that's first and foremost, so they were sensitive. And because the Holy Spirit resided within them, they no doubt noticed that God was already work in this crippled man's life. Their sensitivity led them to be uh, aware of the Spirit's voice in their life and saw where God was already at work. And their sensitivity to that compelled them, compelled them to stop 
and engage with and then really uh, proceed to heal the man. They did so in the name of Jesus, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. This, of course, led to other opportunities for the good news of Jesus Christ to be proclaimed and allowed many people, many more people, to respond. So it led to some things far greater than the initial engagement with this crippled man. In fact, Peter and John said to the religious leaders, uh, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. They could not hold back. They were passionate about what they had seen, what they had heard, and what was going on and how God was already at work in the people. So they could not stop. So what do you sense God is saying to you through this text? Really, his word. What is he saying to you today? What might God be asking you to do in response to this? I would love for you to think about that. Please join me as I close in prayer. God, thanks for providing all of your followers with the gift of the Holy Spirit. We know and understand that through your Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in each of us as Christ followers. Thanks for your ongoing assurance that we can do everything you call us to do by tapping into this incredible power. God, please give us sensitive eyes and ears today, and really each day, to see where you, God, are already at work. And then, God, please give us the courage to step into each opportunity. Uh, We can step in with your hope, your love, and grace. God, help us to be people who cannot stop telling others about the love and grace of Jesus. We pray this in Jesus' name, the name by which we are already, as well as can be saved. Amen. Have a great day.